You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. Now you know how it feels. To be a boomer? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just had this conversation with someone how my parents were boomers born in the 40s and me born in the 60s. I can't be a boomer. I'm a uh, Gen X. I know you and me both, which sucks. Right? (laughs) Like everyone just overlooks us. Like we don't even matter. We're the coolest generation because we were the ones that parents said, listen, out of sight, out of mind. I don't want to see you until the lights come on outside. (laughs) (laughs) I remember my my dad when I was doing, you know, he told me not to do pop wheelies on my bike, you know, and I do it. Uh And I split my corner of my eye open and there's blood everywhere. And my dad gets mad at me. So instead of like, <laughs> instead of telling me, oh my God, he starts yelling at me and saying, Look, I told you not to do Papa Wheelies on your right. face. Right. Now you're in trouble for me. You have to losing an eye. <laughs> my God. That was, that's the generation that made us that I think really great people, high performing, functioning adults came from that generation because one, you had to have imagination. So you played outside, you brought dolls, you had big wheels and you thought you were on cars. So you just, you used your imagination. You know what, it's a fact because we are the generation that they invented the term latchkey kid for. Like like our parents and our guardians were just like, there's a key, you're on your own. (laughs) You know what, you You literally wore it around your neck. So if you're... (laughs) If you were stolen or picked up or whatever, they they could get into your house. Like they didn't care about security. They're nothing. They were like, look, we got a nine to five job or a 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. job. You are you are officially a latchkey kid. You graduated. Congratulations. <laughs> oh my God. I I was talking, I think it was I was talking to my girlfriend about just growing up, and there's not really anything that I would change about my childhood. I mean, yes, would I wish I would have learned or been taught how to regulate my emotions and to be able to express myself and have a place and an understanding of how to do that. Aside from all of that, you know, our parents didn't know how to do that. Maybe they did, maybe they did in some mm-hmm. time, but the, the, the friendships that I had, the fun that I had, it, it was so incredible, those, that time of being a kid was so great. I wouldn't, I don't think I would go back and want to change any of that. You know, that's funny. I, I was just, I understand that too, because I was just telling someone how when, say when I was, let's say 10, so 10 to like 12 or 13 or eight to 12 or something like that. And all the other little kids in the neighborhood, you know, boys and girls, um, there were a couple of um, white kids and Asian kid, I believe, and then the black kids, right? And different religions and all this. 
and we were all equally poor. Like everybody's equally poor because you know, generally, yes, you the people you live in the neighborhood with generally have the same type of income you have. Like that's yep. just how it is, right? So if you're poor and you remember all your childhood friends, well, they were they were poor too. And so exactly right. Right. And so one one of the great things about growing up in East Oakland was East Oakland is um, is full of fruit trees. And so, you know, we didn't have Lunchables and snacks and all that kind of, you know, orange or orange slices in little bags for soccer. So when our parents would kick us out, say, on Saturday morning at eight after the cartoons, and say, you know, don't come back into the sun, into the uh, streetlights, come on. We have to find a way to eat. And we just went through the neighborhoods, you know, block by block. And you just knock on someone's door and say, can we climb your trees and get the fruit? And people be like, go right ahead. So there's plums, cherries, apricots, of course, apples and oranges. And it's just not really oranges in the summertime, but wintertime. But there were so many fruit trees. And that's all we did, eat free fruit and drink out of water hoses and they go in the house when the street lights went up, came on and shit it all out. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's, I was thinking there's always this. Um, so I, I have a sister, as we've heard on this podcast, and she was the reason why my parents decided to have another kid. And my mom will tell you this at any point. She will say, the reason why we decided to have another kid is because Jennifer was so easy. Like she went, she slept through the night. Like my mom says a lot. So then they get, my, she, they have my sister who turns out to be sort of a demon child. Right. Always right. Crying. Right. She becomes clingy. So as we get older, my punishment was, you know, if, if Kelly was to get punished, she had to go outside. And my punishment was either I had to stay in or I had to ha- play with my sister and let my sister be part of, you know, the, the, the group. I mean, there was a lose, lose situation here, but you know, so I remember this time that I'm outside playing and because my sister was clinging to my mom, I remember hearing them down in the basement. Now the basement you have in the Midwest because of tornadoes. So if you're not familiar with basements, it's another part of the house. And so I, I I'm coming in cause I want to get a snack and it's mid afternoon. So I'm coming in and I hear my mom and my sister down in the basement. My mom's probably doing laundry and my sister's like stuck to her hip, like the Velcro that she was. And I think I'm going to scare my mom. So I hide in the front hall closet. So Mm -hmm. I'm in, I hide in there and then I hear my mom running up the stairs. Now I can't wait to, you know, Mm -hmm. scare the shit out of her because, you know, she's thinking I'm outside. So all of a sudden the closet door opens and it closes really fast. Well, my mom goes into the closet to hide from my sister. Oh my God. (laughs) So mind you, I am trying not to, at this point, I am now I'm scared because if I scare my mom or make a noise, she's going to probably think it's some criminal. (laughs) So I start breathing trying not to laugh like I'm breathing but you know I know you probably can hear me and my mom from her perspective thinks she goes through all these scenarios in her head Jennifer's outside Bob's at work and Kelly's downstairs chasing or trying to find so my mom automatically thinks that there's a perpetrator in the house and of course the the jackets move real slowly and of course you know we both sort of scare each other but um I, it's those types of memories and fun times 
that work a continuation through yes. childhood. So yes, did and did I did I have an idea that I was poor? Not really, because like you said, I lived around the same class of people in in a in a low income housing area that I I had no idea. My parents protected me from the fact that we didn't have a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I think about that when I when I see kids not playing outside or I don't see the fun creativity of, you know, kids playing football or basketball at the park and girls bringing their dolls out and playing with Barbies. I don't see that. It's kind of sad. You know, it's funny you said that because um, um, I lost my thought. It's something you just said about being outside or uh, I just had a thought about that, but it's gone. Okay. So we'll we'll let that go. Okay. Um, I don't know if listeners can hear my air conditioner because a it's it's hot (laughs) it's it's hot and i'm recording in my upstairs and my upstairs used to be an attic so it gets very hot up here and even though i have air conditioning in the house it still takes a long time for that this this room to cool down so my uncle um who had just moved, he gave me one of those air conditioners that you put a hose into the window and then the air conditioner is on a little roller and you turn it on and that bad boy blows. It will warm up. It will cool down the space in maybe maybe 10 minutes. It is so nice. It's so, But it's louder than like my whole house air conditioner. But I don't care. I don't care. It's so hot. Well, I think you and I were talking about the best part of the day for me is when my fan is on or my air conditioning is on and it's cool in my house and I climb into my most comfortable bed and I sort of snuggle in for the day. And I just think to myself at that very moment, fucking A, this is the best part of my day. Like, (laughs) I just love it. (laughs) You know, when I was in Europe, it's probably been 20 years. I I was like, how can this, I was in uh, Spain, France and Portugal and in each country, I, I all my of all my impressions, and I, you know, I found wonderful things, beautiful museums, and all this kind of stuff. But there was something I came away from every country thinking: How can this these countries on this European continent be so advanced in so many ways, but they haven't discovered air conditioning? Like, At all. What, what is that all about? Like, what, are they, what are they trying to prove? <laughs> We get it. You're tough. You have good food. Whatever. <laughs> like they, they have something against it. And then you know what? I remember being in at at this cafe in in Paris. And you know, you're just an American, so you try me. I try not to be obnoxious. You know, you sit down. It takes them an hour to come to you. That fine. Okay, I will adjust to your time scale because it's just different, and that's fine. And then they brought some water, and it was in the summer. It was a heat wave. And it was just, it was just water that was like warm. It was so hot. And I very politely asked a very snotty waiter for ice. You know, very, I mean, just, I, I just, it was so polite and that he did it. He huffed and puffed, but he walked away. He came back with a little tray in his hand, a little tiny little bowl. He had tongs. He picked one half melted cube of ice and plopped it in my water. <laughs> <laughs> they acted like ice was... They that like they actually went to Iceland, chipped it, and brought it back home. <laughs> I, just, I just said, 
thank you, kind sir. This is wonderful. <laughs> Why don't they like ice? So, <laughs> so <laughs> I love ice. And you know, Europe did that. Now I heard, I haven't been to Europe in, in quite some time, but I heard that now things are served, you know, they have ice as an option because you go to a pub in England, you know, I lived there for a few months for like eight months when my ex-husband was stationed there and you go to a pub and everything's served room temperature. Now, I don't drink beer, but I, I don't know how anybody could drink anything room temperature. So yeah, quite an experience when you see. The yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And you know what? I, and I got used to it. I, you just go, because on the other hand, I don't know where, I don't remember where I was, but I was at a little restaurant. I think it may have still, I think I was still in France, but anyway, and they asked, you know, if you wanted dessert and I said, well, I'll just like a little ice cream. And so the um the server pointed out on the menu like where the ice cream was and they told me it was three scoops of ice cream. Now I being an American automatically thought of these, you know, stove cone, stove cold creamery, gigantic scoops of ice cream. And I was like, no, that that's too much. And he went, and you know, he said it in, or she said it in English, French, that no, it's not the American way. And so I so I said, okay. So she brought me this little tiny tray with three little balls of ice cream and, and the little balls were no bigger than say a quarter. They were so little. It was, it was like, it was really cute. It was like bite, it literally was bite size. So she asked like, well, you. Yeah. And you know, and it was delicious. And my Americans, you know, my American mind, I couldn't wrap my head around that it was that small, but it was just to taste it and enjoy it. Not to like try to get full on it. Like, you know, we do in America and it, it was actually nice. So she, instead of saying, do you want three scoops? She should have just said three bites of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, it's like those, yes, it was like those little pink uh, basket robin spoons, you know, the it was like a sample. And I was like, oh. And then I, I didn't want to be like, I'm not going to say, well, can I have a little bit more ice cream? So that was nothing. But you just go on about your business. So, you know, when in, when in, when in Europe, do like Europeans do. You're like, okay, thank you for the testers. Can I please have my three scoops, my three scoops of ice cream now? Oh, my God. So, um, but speaking of the heat, sir, it's hot today, but I understand it's supposed to get to 107, 110 or something like that in the next couple of days. Yeah, I think starting tomorrow, like 106, 108, and then it goes back down to the 90s. Okay, I, I, I can I can deal with that. I yeah, it goes back down to like 90, next weekend, mid 80s, but yeah, it's supposed to be like 102 to 106 from Thursday through Sunday. So oh. figure, why not have, you know, why not have extreme heat which is fine i don't mind it because it's it's dry i hate when people say that but at least it's not adding another layer of humidity which is really that's, gross. that's true let's not let's have a heat extensive heat wave coming through when all of our fields haven't been cut down yet you know that are dry and yes. let's start selling fireworks I, you know what that I, I am already hearing explosions at night they started they started um, June 19th, Juneteenth, and they've been going on every night around here, every single night. And the fourth is another week away. Oh, my God. Remember when I lived in the hood? It was you would see I would see people in their blinds. They would they would have cardboard boxes for for window coverings, but would spend hundreds of dollars on 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 fireworks. Yeah, the firework, the firework thing here is 
and I, I'm sure it's other places, but it's out of control. And like you, like you're saying, it corresponds with heat waves and fire season. Like, Incredible. why are we so dumb? Like, why are we so? Dumb? <laughs> can I get Can I get one of those aliens that were in Las Vegas in Las Vegas <laughs> to come pick me up? <laughs> have you been following this alien thing? Like, I like have, the, I look, have all, not, I, sir. All the conspiracy people for years. You know, decades have been saying the government has been hiding the fact that they know about aliens. And then in the yeah. last in the last year, in the last six months, the last month, last week, the U.S. government has been saying, yeah, we do. We 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 got aliens all over the place. We're seeing them everywhere. And, you know, we have no explanation. Like they've come out and admitted it. And it's like, I don't know why that's not the biggest news on the news every day. Do you think do you believe in aliens? You know, I I follow some scientists who are astrologists, right? Or yeah, astronomy and planets. And they say it's nearly impossible because of just the space and how yes. from point A to point B is billions and trillions of years. So people yeah. would have had to start their journey millions of years ago. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so I believe that there is other life in the universe. I believe it's other life in the galaxy because the galaxy has a hundred billion stars and those each of those stars each of those um the stars have billions of planets around them that's just one galaxy out of trillions but even though i believe there's life out there multiple lives out there i like you just said the distances are so great that i don't see any can get here because like you said even if even if there was life on the nearest star to us, Alpha Centauri, that star, um, that star is like a million years away, something like that. It's something like just so crazy. So then you gotta, then you have to imagine how to travel. So then you gotta go. Well, the only way to get, you know, from one star to one star system to the next is you would have to be able to travel faster than the speed of light and um that's not possible with all we know but you could theorize that okay that's where this wormhole thing comes in where you can compress space and travel a greater distance and less amount of time but that's all theoretical and the only other way it can happen is there's a, there's something out there some type of uh, technology that we don't know about they can't even conceive but everything that we know about space, about time, about physics, about the laws of the universe, it just can't be done. So, and you said it a moment ago, some alien nation, alien world would have to have left millions of years ago to get to us. And in which case, at the time they were leaving, there would not have been life on this planet. There would not have been what we call intelligent life, like not at all. So it just seems so improbable and unlikely. Like it just, it does. It just seems unlikely. Like we, we, the the fastest that we big space vehicle we've ever launched. Um, well, I don't know if it's the fastest, but the longest running one, those Voyager spacecrafts. There's two of them, Voyager one and Voyager two, and they launched. I don't know somewhere almost fifty years ago, and they just left our solar system, like fifty years. And now they just entered what we call interstellar space because it's outside our solar system. 
and there's nothing there. Like there's, again, the next star is a million years away or something like that. It's like, they'll, it'll never get, maybe it'll get there because, you know, there's nothing stopping it, but we'll never know. That's crazy yes. to think that. Yeah. And so the government is talking about all these aliens and spacecraft and all this stuff. And I just think it's probably all human made. That's what I think. So, yeah, you think they're just creating some sort of chaos. I do. I, I think it's all just super secret kind of stuff, you know, military, secret governments kind of stuff. Not just us, probably other governments too, because we know there, there is technology that we have in the public, but that these secretive government people have that's more advanced. So we get it later. Like we get everything 5, 10, 15, 20 years later. And whatever they're experimenting with, we're always... We're always late. Now, I'll tell you something else really funny about this whole alien thing is that 99.9% of all alien sightings, like aircraft, un un unidentified flying object, this kind of stuff, UFO kind of stuff, 99% of all those sightings have been in the United States. Nowhere else in the world. It's just us. It's just, <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> and so our, our, our American minds will immediately go to where we're the ones that aliens would want to contact. No, we're not. Like, no, we're not. <laughs> our country keeps getting worse. They don't want to see us. Like, <laughs> they're going to no. Finland and Denmark where people are right. nice and, and they're not shooting each other. Right. And you know what's funny? I, I, um, I wrote a short story once, um, uh, Soul Harvest. And one, Part about it. It was basically about some alien robots that harvested souls throughout the galaxy, throughout the universe. And one of the things when they found our planet, and they decided there were souls on this planet, and they decided to come to this planet, and they said, "Well, let's just start. Where are the most souls?" And you know, you could pinpoint on the map where something like more than fifty percent of all humans live within this radius, and it's like between the southern part of China. Thailand, Indonesia, and some other little countries that intersect right there. And that's where more than half all humans exist right now. It's not us. Like, it's not over here. It's somewhere more than half. So it just seems the likelihood that that exists. But 99% of all alien sightings have been seen just in this, <laughs> this country. That's what tells me this is just U.S. government shenanigans. That's, that's shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. funny when people say that or like the evolution of people and creation. I mean, you and I've had that discussion. Yes. Around, you know, somebody in the sky made everybody and right. we evolved. Like, so it, it's very similar to people's beliefs. But I follow science. I think you and I have agreed on. I think science is our best bet for um, having to, in support of something or not supporting something. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Crazy, uh -huh. yeah. So, but in Las Vegas, they were saying that they found aliens. Yeah, there was some. I, I haven't seen the video that was uploaded, but um, someone in their backyard were talking about, or in some neighborhood, that I think they saw alien landing and saw alien like in their in their neighborhood and they were like <laughs> i'm sorry yeah i i, I... you know yeah, what las vegas okay uh, you know what put it on you know what put it on tv like you know what because there's always i saw this 
I don't have any video. You know, or I want to fuzzy. It's like it's right. like Bigfoot. it's like Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, which which took like forty years for that guy to admit. Yeah, I was I was in a monkey suit like that. Was <laughs> <good>. you know? <laughs> oh my god! Do you know you know what what's not in the news? So we, we talk about aliens, but do you remember the four? Um, maybe it was five. Was it the was it the the five? I think it's the exonerated five. And oh yes. They they got out. Well, of course they were exonerated. That's why they were exonerated five for the for the Central Park um, crime. Yeah. And they were framed, right? So a, a, a heinous crime in Central yeah. Park. They were they had nothing to do with. And one of them, um, Yosef, I think Yosef Salam, he uh-huh. is helping lead the city. Like he has, uh, he is now a member of the New York City Council. Yes, and it's a big deal because, um, and younger people may not know this, but they were they were known as a Central Park Five, five men, um, all black and Hispanic, and a lady um, was, as they say online, SA'd and killed. Yeah, and uh, it it was during the it was the seventies, and you know it was a lot of crime going around, and cops rounded those five young men up. They're all like 17, 18, like that. Um, and they said these are the five that did it and um, that it happened in Central Park and you you got all these terms and phrases that you would be familiar with that these you know these black kids were wilding out that they were animals you know these kind of things and um, uh, the Donald Trump uh, this is one of one of many reasons black people have always hated Donald Trump he took out a full page ad in the New York Times and you can look, look it up online. You can see it. And he said, um, they need to get the death penalty, like give these animals the death penalty, you know, take back our streets and all this kind of stuff. And they were all, they were all convicted. They were all convicted. Um, and through years, I, I'm talking like decades of advocacy people trying to uh, prove that it wasn't them and they finally were exonerated and it was proven that not only the cops the cops just arrested him and blamed it on him the the district attorney um all the all the the evidence everything was fake every everything it is it was like a um like what we call now like a, a a tv movie or you know, SU one of those SUVs. Everything was everybody was corrupt, and everything was fake. And remember, New York had the death penalty at the time, and the New York Times took that money. They took that money, and they ran that full page ad, ad. Give them the death penalty. They all got life in prison, and they finally got out. And even when even when they got out, they then had to sue to get fully exonerated, right? And they all did, all five, all five of them in it. They're in their you know, 40s and 50s now. And but even when they got out um, and got exonerated, that was like in the last five years or so. Like they served a lot of time. Um, Donald Trump was president and he said, no, they're still guilty. They still need the death penalty. He was still still saying that. So they're all, you know, moved on with their lives. They're all doing different things. But he, the one you're talking about, um, he ran for city council 
representing Harlem uh, in New York, and he won. He won. And how the tide right have turned, where he's an elected official, now Donald Trump about to go to prison. Oh my God, karma took a little while to get here, but right, the sweet, sweet karma. And my my fiance, um, she lives in Harlem. She, he represents her district. She voted for him. Oh wow! Okay, that's yeah. amazing. I was, you know, it came across. I was reading about that, and I just thought, look at the perseverance. Look what happened. I mean, what a what a shameful thing that happened. You know, right. our, our legal system, our justice system, and and having this happen, but coming out into a doctor Yusuf Salam. If I'm, if right. I'm pronouncing his name wrong, I'll. I feel I'm sorry. So somebody can correct me, but um, to come out and then be on the city council is pretty amazing to see that. Now that of course is not on the news, but Barbara and Karen who have aliens in their backyards that don't exist. That's on the right. News. Right. Isn't that amazing? So that was 34 years ago. And I, look, I'm old enough to remember that. Like, I like, like that's, that's recent history. And I can tell you, none of the cops or DA, nobody got in trouble for that. Like nothing. They just, just took their lives away. Um, but it took all that time. And yeah, Comrade's late. It's sweet. And you know what? He didn't, he didn't, none of them, you know, none of them, none of them did what I wanted to do. I want to track some people down and make, I want to do like Dirty Harry. Right? Yeah. Or like, okay. like Charles Bronson. I want to go ham on somebody. But these guys <laughs> just run their lives. And now this guy's on the city comp. Yusuf Salam is his name. You're right. Amazing. I love seeing stuff like that. And it's it's what's missing on the news, right? So then we talked last week about the submersive that imploded. And now New York Times posted something that they found pieces of it that actually look brand new. So I don't know what's going on there. But um, we talked about that. That's still on the news. We're still talking about it. And no one's really talking about the 700 migrants that from from um, in the Greek. Oh, from God. Lebanon was it? Um, uh, where were they coming from? Uh, I think it Libya? was. They were Libya. To, yeah, they, and they were trying to get to uh, Greece. Yeah, and and the boat started to sink. And um, the nearest countries, Greece, Italy, Turkey, they didn't do nothing. They just said, "No, we're not doing anything," and they drowned. Only only a few survived. Just let them drown. And that is that that is the. I mean, you think about. There were people mad at those of us who were making fun of a stupid billionaire who, you know, made up a little submarine and died underwater. We were making fun of the stupidity of that. But at the same time, that billionaire, like all of them, all they do every every day, they choose not to help end world hunger, not to end homelessness, not to end, you know, massive debt. They choose that every day. And. The very fact that they're billionaires, meaning, meaning that means to me anyway, that they don't care about our humanity at all, like at all. And yeah, if they're stupid enough to go in a, in a bathtub to the bottom of the ocean and they die for it. You know what? Then I'm going to laugh at you because, yeah, yep. yeah because there, there was there was the, the, the he did that outside of all regulations because he didn't want to be bothered. Right. But then all of a sudden they're missing and the governments of Canada Newfoundland or um, Iceland or whatever, the U.S., all these other nations rush to try to help them and find them and all this kind of stuff with these migrants sending these boats in the water. Nothing, like nothing. They just drowned. And, you know, the, the, 
the weight of that one billionaire or you know five very wealthy people got all these governments trying to help them. Whereas I think it was 700 migrants on that boat yeah. or whatever, and nothing, nothing. And we only heard about that because it was in contrast to the billionaire. That's that's the only reason. <sighs> it's, it, it's horrible. Like their lives were not valued at all. At all. And it's, <clears throat> you know, you think about, I was reading about social security. You know how the, the threat of social security is going away or Republicans this, or Republicans that. And I was thinking about how, although it won't go away, there'll be less contributing fact, less contributing monies into social security. So I think right now, Americans that are retired get like 77% of the, I don't know. I I don't, I'm not a financial wizard, but what I, what I do know is that what I didn't know is that it's capped at a certain point in which you pay taxes. So if I make $50,000, of my money is 100% taxed, social security tax. If I make 250,000 or if I make a million dollars or $10 million or $20 million, the cap I think is like 200,000. So I pay social security tax on that 200,000. And then after that, the cap it's after there's no, I don't pay any more taxes past that initial cap. Wow. That's crazy. So like, if we think about how billionaires have all this money, one, we should definitely remove that cap. And if if there's anybody out there that wants to sort of set me straight with the vocabulary, but these the synopsis of it is that here you have 200, you're, you have, you're somebody that's making $20 million pays taxes on 1% of their earnings, right? Because right. it's only it's capped at 225,000 where you stop paying social security after that 225,000, or you have an employee that makes 50,000 a year, a hundred percent of their money is taxed for social security. So like the discrepancy when we talk about rich, you know, how the rich could help and why social security will continue to dwindle down, not, not be gone, but is because of that fucking cap, because, because of capitalism and how much money we're in for profit for this country is a for-profit country. It's, it's capitalist. Right. We all know that if anybody disagrees with me, you can go fuck yourself, but, uh, or bring me some facts that tells me different, which I don't think you'll find any that I don't think a lot of people are aware of that stuff. That again is not something that is talked about on the news. That's not brought to the polls. That's not, that is right. shit that's voted on behind closed doors and voted on by Republicans. Right. It, it 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 is the, the inequality of all that is is just terrible because it doesn't have to be like those are choices those are choices that are made and they're, and they're made you know a lot of sociologists write about this all the time that republicans convince their voters um a lot of things but one thing is that they too can one day be a millionaire and a billionaire so make it easy for millionaires and billionaires to exist because you will get there too. And no, you're not like, no, you're not, you're not going to get there. You're not like the odds are so low because some will, right. Some will, most will inherit, but some will, some will get lucky. Some will have, you know, some type of um, skill and it'll turn into that. 
but most like 99.9% will, will never, will never, but, but they believe that they believe that. And so they will vote in people. They vote in people who say government is bad. Government is terrible. So let vote me into government and I'll, 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 I'll end this. I'll stop doing this. All they will talk about is what they, what harm they would do. I will stop social security. I will stop Medicare. I will stop um, uh, Obamacare. I will stop abortions. I will stop um, funding schools that teach black history. I will, it's just, I will stop, 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 uh, just harm people. But then they'll turn around and say, and I will make sure nobody pays taxes or you know, nobody pays too much taxes. And then what that turns into, we saw it, and we saw it with Nixon, we saw it with um, uh, Ford, we saw it with Reagan a couple of times, we, we saw it with, or two terms, we saw it with Bush for two terms, and we saw it with Donald Trump for one term. That when they say lower taxes, they mean lower taxes on millionaires and billionaires. That's Would all that means. It, yeah, it doesn't mean you, it doesn't mean you, um, Jen or me, and and it's very targeted too. It like they will harm everybody. And you know, a message that's often lost is they will harm you, um, poor white voter. They're gonna harm you. Even though you vote for them, they don't care that you're gonna be collateral damage because it's gonna hurt enough people and you just you get wrapped up in it. That's okay. Think about it. Think about this for a second. <clears throat> So you have an employee at McDonald's who makes $50,000 a year. Let's just say that's a manager. And the CEO makes $20 million. Yeah. That The cap, and you, I just looked it up because I, I wanted to make sure I had the cap. So the cap that you're taxed at is $160,000. So once you get to $160,000, any, any amount of money you make after that is no longer Social Security taxed. So I... Wow. As a $50,000 a year employee at McDonald's, all, I'm under that $160,000. So my, right. every part of my, I have to pay social security tax 100% of my, you know, right. not of my salary, but, you know, the social security disbursement tax amount that is necessary. Yes. So as the, yeah. as the CEO who's collecting $20 million, he's paying social security tax on $160,200. And after right. that, he doesn't have to pay that again. He doesn't it's have to terrible. pay any more past that. Like, if you say that out loud to yourself and it's, you think that's right. Right. And not only this, that that CEO and those million and billionaires, they can still collect their Social Security. Yes. <laughs> they got billions, billions of tax breaks and all this kind of stuff from the government. And they'll still collect that Social Security all the while voting in people who want to take it away from us and make it harder for us to just get basic benefits and make us work longer. Right. Cause I yeah. Reagan, put it, Reagan put it in, in uh, yes. it was 65 and then it went to 67 because yes. that was supposed to add more money to the social security. Yes. All that it, it's, it's highly unfair. And, and um, if I think about just the last tax cut that Donald Trump did, it was a $2.2 trillion tax break to on the wealthiest Americans, like millionaires and billionaires. So the effect of that is, that's effectively what's called a transfer of wealth, that we consumers and regular people pay more, like in 
our taxes go up, uh, taxes on goods and services go up, all those things go up, and uh, millionaires and billionaires got a tax break. That money went straight to them. It, it, it's they they just got they got they got wealthier. You could look up look you look, you could do a simple search. You could look up say Elon Musk, um, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. Look at their net worth um, 2015, and then look at their net worth 2020-23 or something like that. And a lot of their net worth, they were already billionaires, like hundreds of billions. It went from you know, 50, 80, 100, 200 billion to 300, 400 billion. It just, and, and you know what? You can't spend all that money. That's just hoarding. Like, just like that TV show, they're just hoarding. It's just hoarding. That's all it is. You can't spend it all. You can't give it away. It is just, they're just playing checkers and chess with all that money, just moving things around on the board and making themselves feel important and not doing anything. And then every now and then, like Jeff Bezos, those guys, every now and then, you know, they'll set up a foundation. They'll give some money away here. You know, schools here, fight malaria, you know, somewhere on the African continent, you know, build a school somewhere in, you know, the Philippines or something. And that's the tax write-offs. Like they get a, it's a benefit to doing that. And then the next day, they still are worth two hundred billion dollars. Literally, nothing has changed. It, it's appalling. It's a, it is. It, it's appalling, and it's 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 unfair. It really is. And and, and even though we live in a capitalist uh, uh, system, we still have a lot of socialism, and people, you know cry and complain about that word however we are okay with pooling our money for streets and public schools and police and fire and county hospitals that's that's all socialism we pool our money for the betterment of everybody and say we're, we want all, we want all these things like we want parks right and we want our streets to be clean potholes to be clean or fixed we want airports you know, we pool our money for that. So if you're so afraid of the word socialism, then call it something else. But that's what it is. We pool our money for that. And we we, we pool our money to help veterans. And we pool our money, even though the system is bad, for foster kids and for the elderly. Even though those systems can be better, we pool our money for that. We do. And so, you know, it, 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 it's, it's hypocritical to then sit back and say, we're not communists. We're not socialists. Everybody's got to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and just make it on your own. You know what? You don't. Nobody makes it on their own. There's no billionaire that's a self-made billionaire. Every billionaire is a billionaire because somebody somewhere has been exploited because that person, um, to make that person a billionaire. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. Even you go like Steve Jobs. Well, he was a nice altruistic guy. You know what? All the minerals for these darn iPhones are mined by... Uh, people and often children somewhere on the African continent. That's where all the minerals for these phones come from. Like they, they're not coming from Montana, like in California. That's not where they're coming from. And then they're put together by other poor people in different parts of the, of the world, mostly in China, but not exclusively China, India, Indonesia, Vietnam, the Philippines. And then they're shipped over here and then they're marked up, you know, two, three, five thousand percent. And then we buy them. Like we buy them. And you know what? And we buy them on credit. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can take this whole system, you know, all the clothes we wear, 
the 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 textiles. We're not these textiles aren't coming from America. They're coming from South America, from Africa, from Asia, South Asia, East Asia, and it's coming together. And the next thing you know, it's in Target, it's in Crate and Barrel, it's in Gucci, and we're paying top dollar for it. Right. So just for the record, though, I, I think it's very important that Crate and Barrel is not a clothing store. So I, I don't. <laughs> oh my god! I was I was at a ball today, and no lie, I walk I walk I walked past the Crate and Barrel, and I didn't stop to look at it. And I remember I walked by, and I, I thought. Not only have I never been in a crate and barrel, and I looked through there and I thought, I was looking in there and I thought, I don't know what's in there. And I just kept going. <laughs> you just threw it in there with Target, Crate and Barrel, and Gucci. <laughs> I, right? I thought, I, I thought, you know what? I would have to show my ancestry that shows my 34% white for me to even get in there. Like, ain't no black people having no crate you, crate. <laughs> you are not wrong. Oh, God. So, Okay, so we're going to be hunkering down. Well, I'm going to be at my parents' pool on Sunday and then on, nice. on, on New Year on um, 4th of July, which, you know, one more thing on the socialist thing that you said is that I would, I would prefer to be a socialist country. I would prefer that I don't have to pay a deductible and a doctor visit and then more money if I have to have any kind of surgery. Like, can I just walk into a clinic yes. and give a prescription and not have to pay anything? I wouldn't mind that, but... Um, if we can do it for all the other things that you said, right? Police, yeah. parks, fire department, teachers in some some situations. Like, listen, yeah. my taxes pay for all that. I don't even have kids. Now, you know, I've I've already been pissed off enough about that, but I why not lump it in there and, and do that? I I don't know, but we listen. can do it. Yeah, we just choose not to. We, we can do it. Like pay, yeah, like paying teachers more. Like yeah. like I, look, I've been involved with teachers almost a whole life and, and relationship-wise. And as much as I load school and everything, they should pay teachers more. Like, like if, if you can pay a dentist, you know, one, two, three hundred thousand dollars or a pilot, three, four hundred thousand dollars for a major airline, teachers, look, they got 30 little ratty kids in their care for yeah. a couple a couple hundred days a year. For I don't know eight, nine, ten hours a day. That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. That sounds awful. I don't know how anybody <laughs> does that. Like it, literally, you know it's difficult because when parents are like, "Oh my God, here comes summertime," and be with the kids all day long, you see, right? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even like their own kids. How do you, now the teachers gotta like them? <laughs> they dread. They dread it. They dread it. Because they got to think, man, I got to think up stuff to do for the next two and a half months. <laughs> right. These dirty, stinky kids. So you're OK. So we are. It is Wednesday. Ooh. I don't know what is today, June 28th. And so we're going to start getting heat wave tomorrow, which most people, if they're smart, will hunker down, stay in their air conditioner. Yes. They won't walk their fucking dogs when it's 100 degrees outside um, yes. or leave them in a car. In the state of California, if you call nine one one, if you see a, if you see a dog in a car, window doesn't matter if windows are up, down. I mean, if they're down, take the dog. But you have in the state of California, as long as you call nine one one, you can then break a window to save a dog. So oh, that's um, that's good. That's good information. Yeah, I have a little thing in my car that allows me to break windows, so it's easier for me to break them. Um, that's I that's a good PSA. Down. That's a really yeah. good PSA that yeah. you see an animal or a child in a car 
yeah. uh, in this heat. It doesn't take long. It, it's, nope. it's like, I think it's like 10, 10 minutes or something like that. Huh? Yeah. And it's a painful death. So, and, yes. and most of the time, sometimes dogs will go to the bottom of the car because that's where it starts to get a little cooler. So you might not even see them at, at some point. Oh, my goodness. If you do, please do something. That's the PSA as we get into this hotness. But as we, uh, us smart people that would never leave a dog in a car or a child in a car or even ourselves yeah. in a car, we're probably going to be watching some TV. So what yes. is going to be on your agenda and what are you watching? Okay, so I, I just... I just started a show on uh, Netflix. It just came out. It's called Run Rabbit Run. And it's a creepy little thriller where this, this girl, the little girl, she's probably like eight, seven or eight. Um, a stray rabbit shows up in her house and she sort of takes it in. And she all of a sudden starts acting weird. So that's the premise. Now I've watched half of it. It's very creepy. It's made in Australia and they have a, particular way of making scary movies and it's pretty good so there's that um and then i just finished i should say i just finished the uh walking dead season 11 i'm very proud of that like i got through it and it had a really good ending i wanted some of the favorites to get eaten by the zombie walker people but it's okay they, they, had, they had a really good ending um and then i just started i'm not finished there's a new show on netflix this is a very easygoing uh, show. It's a series. It's called Glamorous. And oh, Kim Cattrall. Yeah, Kim Cattrall. Yeah, and it's um, it's like a TV sitcom, and she is in charge of fashion and uh, ma uh, makeup line or something like that. And so they released it for Pride Month because it's very Pride friendly. Everybody is either gay or bisexual um there's somewhere on the lgbtq community spectrum and so it's very easy to go on, but it's it's sort of cute it's sort of cute so i've been watching i'm about halfway through with that series that's on netflix and then um i just started um a series on apple uh, i can't think of the name of it but it's idris um Elbon. yes it's just a new series they just they just dropped three, the first three episodes, I think, and it's called, oh, I can't, man, I can't think of the name of it. Um, he's on an airplane and there's hijackers. Like, it's the first thing you see when you pull up Apple. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes, though. So that's what I, that's what I'm watching right now. Um, what about you? Okay, so, listen, I didn't want to burn through the bear on Hulu. Um okay because first of all, I just enjoy the show. God, I love it. And I could not stop watching the 10 episodes. Like literally I finished in three days. It is so fucking good. I, I good. document it now. I think they're going to be up for some Emmys. I think Jamie Lee Curtis comes in on one episode, like a fucking tyrant, her acting. It is in, it's so good. It's so heartwarming. You're rooting for everybody. You want them really? to be successful there. He, he's sort of his own. I mean, his mom has some, some definitely some mental disorder. We don't know what it is. They never really say, but um, yeah, it is, it's, it's impeccable. I honest to goodness could not find or would ever say to anybody, uh, you might not like this about it. It is, it's stunningly done. It is. Really? Yes. It's 
fucking amazing. So the bear is now on Hulu both seasons. So they gave all, um, they gave all seasons. Season one is there. Season two is there. Um, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm okay. sure I'm going to see a season three. It is fucking impeccable. Um, I'm going to try, try to start that this weekend then. Love it. Uh, if, if you're looking for some things to watch, so I'm finishing manifest manifest is its final. It's the, it's the series ending. It is kind of one of those shows like on the CW that are the acting's kind of good, but you know, they're acting, you know, those types of shows where I like watching a TV show in which I forget that I'm watching actors. I feel like I'm watching something in real life. That's good acting to me. Now manifest I watch and I'm like, wow, they're okay actors, but because I've been committed for four seasons, I have to see how it ends. So I'm watching that. And I'm telling you another show. I said it. I say it every week from F-R-O-M. I was just jaw drop (laughs) season finale. Like I'm telling you, it's not. It's by the same creators of Lost, apparently. And, you know, Lost got me pissed off because it never went anywhere. I don't know if there's going to be an end to this series. I'm sure there will be. But I'm telling you, it is. I am engaged. I am scared at times. And it is just a psychological mindfuck. It's so good. Now you're talking about you finished season two, huh? Yep. Yep. Both seasons. I I just finished um, the episode 10 was just on Sunday night. So I watched it early Monday morning. So I After my workout, I just it's yeah. it's really it's really good. I finished season one. I haven't started season two, but you're right. It's it's very well done. But I, it's yeah, very I well done. Um, you 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 want to know what's happening, but it's not like it's not a show that you're like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. There are elements and layers to the show that continue to happen. So it it's it, it's just it's really it's really good. The bear. Hey, dude, so so you so you for for from you have. Uh, what is that? MGM Plus. Um, I cannot confirm to die how I get the show because very fair. Okay, um, we we have some listeners that might <laughs> dig into that. But, um, yes, <laughs> for the sake of this conversation, yes. Go ahead. No, uh, I'm I'm watching The Real Housewives of Orange County, so that's back on. Um, and the real housewives of Atlanta, of course I'm watching. And then I'm, I, I still have not watched another episode of black mirror cause there's only six. So I, I don't want to watch it cause I don't want it to end. So I've got to get back on that train. I'll probably watch it one of these days, um, for the holiday weekend to, to stay cool. So that's all that I'm watching right now. But if you have, do you have any shows that we haven't talked about? Maybe two that you can recommend to people. So if everybody's seen what we watched, I recommend Hannah. That's on Amazon prime. Oh, so I really enjoyed Hannah. Good one. Hannah was so good. Um, and let's see one that I didn't mention on my top shows. Uh, Hannah came to me. I don't know why Hannah came to me earlier, but I enjoyed uh, that. I think, I think Hannah was three seasons. Was it three seasons? It was either two or three, but it's, it's really good. I really yeah. enjoyed that. And um, uh, Reacher, not yeah. Reacher. Who's the other? Who's the other guy? Um, oh, I know you're talking about um, Matt Ryan. Tom, 
it's from the Tom Clancy novel, and it's yeah. um, the guy from the Office, Jim from the Office. It's that is that series? Matt is Ryan? It, what is it like? What is his name on that show? It's not Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Jack yes. Ryan. That's another show. So those are two shows that I'd recommend if you've seen everything that we're babbling about. Um, those are two really good ones to watch. I think Jack Ryan is two seasons, and Hannah was a limited um, series. So. A limited means three seasons only. So if you have time to catch up on that, that's a good one to watch. So, so uh, two I would recommend is uh, Foundation on Apple. It is is the best sci-fi series on TV. And the good thing about it is you can watch season one because season two starts July fourteenth. Okay. And it is is ten episodes, and they do not apologize, do not over-explain. But if you just sit and invest the time everything is good and everything is connected and it is fabulous tv so that's one and then the other thing i would recommend is um, and i've said this before um is uh, the wheel of time uh, on um amazon prime so it's based on a, a series of books on that um uh i think they were for the the game of thrones books but it's really good, and it's, it's set in this world. Robert Jordan wrote them. He died, and he wrote them, and it's set in this world where there's this power that women have. And so women rule this world, all these different lands. And if men try to get the, if men try to get the power, uh, I think I'm black, but anyway, if men try to get the power, it drives them crazy. And oh. so, the, yeah, so the dynamics of this world is that women are in charge. And it's a really good, it's one season, maybe there'll be a second, but even if there's not a second, the season one ends. And so okay. it's it's very good. So I would recommend those two. Good summer viewing. And um, I, one more I would say is the new Marvel series on, on Disney Plus, Secret Invasion. It's just six episodes. Um, there's only two episodes out right now. And it's more of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type spy versus spy stuff. It's starring Samuel L. Jackson. And, it, and it's very good. Okay. Awesome. Wow. So that's, I, I love it. And I do want to finish with one quote um, that someone reached out to me to let me know was phenomenal that you had last week when we were talking about the submersive. You said, float around and find out. <laughs> So if you have, if you have any good, if there's anything that resonated with you in regards to something that Myron said, or I said, share it with us next week, I'll share a story um, from another listener in regards to her conspiracy theories, um, where she lives in Maryland. So we'll talk Ooh, I want to hear, oh, oh, you know, hey, hey, Jim, before we go, shout out to our listener, Kurt, um, I bumped into him. Uh, the other day. And so just shout out to him. He's a faithful listener, listens to us on Sunday mornings. He's awesome. Thanks, Kirk, for listening. <laughs> Thanks, everybody else, for listening. I hope that you do not melt if you live in California. And uh, again, PSA save a dog or save a kid. It's up to you. Yeah. Happy Fourth of July. We talk to you guys next week. See you later, Jay. Peace out. Peace. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media.
Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.